Good morning, church. Here's Jay. You're always the loudest, Jay. <laughs> this is going to be the most difficult message I've ever done. Two reasons. Uh, one reason is I'm going to try to explain a parable with a parable and then explain that other parable with several illustrations. And that may not work. And then the second thing is going to make it difficult is I'm going to try to do a little bit of audience participation. So, so be nice to me, okay? All right. How many of you, show of hands, have a verse, like either written on a shirt or a poster or a coffee mug or a pillow? I see your hands. Yeah. And I want to just take a couple of folks to tell me what that verse is and why you have it up. Hand back up. Leaf. The Great Commission. And why is that? Uh, it's a good-looking mug. It says, Great Commission, our mission is soul fishing. Le- Leaf says it's just because it holds a lot of coffee, his coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it? Fishing is our soul mission? That's some good old country gospel right there. I like that. Yes, ma'am. Arms of the Lord are not too short to help, and his ears are not too deaf to hear. That's a good word. I've got one, too. Uh, we have this little magnet. Uh, Mitzi and I were driving around Waco, Texas, and we saw this painting on the side of an old, dilapidated building, and it was, um, well, you can see it there. Um, Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two: cast thy burden upon the Lord. It's a good and right thing to have these verses around the house um, to remind ourselves of what we believe in, our faith, um, things that we hold, hold tight to. Um, I also feel like it can be a little risky to boil the immense word of God down to what can fit on a bumper sticker or fit inside of a fortune cookie. Because the risk is we may carry a misperception about what it means for way too long. Uh, One of our youth, one of our high schoolers was telling me this story about uh, being at the family dinner table. They were having a family game night eating pizza, laughing, joking, teasing with one another. And for whatever reason, they got to talking about unicorns. Or no, not about unicorns. I just proposed well the punchline. All right, back up. Pretend I didn't say anything. Um, They got to talking about animals that are extinct. And and mom goes, oh, gosh, I love woolly mammoths. Those are super great. Um, And then one of the daughters said, Oh gosh, um, dinosaurs were so cool, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, and then the, the girl who's telling me the story says, she busts out with, I think it's really sad that unicorns are extinct. <laughs> oh, see. Yeah. Uh, and she said at the table it got <laughs> real quiet for a real long time because they were trying to gauge if she was being serious or if she was messing around. And uh, I said, Was this like five, six, when you were five or six years old? And she goes, No, Trent, this was like a few months ago. <laughs> Uh, so, like the unicorn, uh, there's this passage I'm going to read from you, for you in uh, Matthew 17 uh, about mustard seeds and mountains. And I don't know where I first heard it, but for, for whatever reason, I carried around a misperception about, about what this verse meant. And to set some context, this is Jesus uh, coming down the mountain right after the transfiguration. He's got James, John, and Peter with him. And he gets down to the bottom of the hill, and there's craziness. Um, there's bedlam. 
And the center of the story is there's this father with his son um, who's suffering seizures. And the disciples run up to Jesus right away and go, Jesus, we can't heal the boy. We don't know what's going on. Help us, help us, help us. Well, here's a spoiler. Jesus was able to heal the boy. Um, But where I'm going to pick up is right after the healing, Jesus and the disciples are having a conversation uh, about what had happened. So this is Matthew 17, 19 and 20. 19, afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? Verse 20, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. I, that verse, that phrase about having a faith um, as small as a mustard seed and I could move mountains. I don't know why, but I internalized that wrong. And I, I internalized it this way. If I just have a little bit of faith in God, all I need to do is pray really, 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 really hard about what I want and I'll get it. And of course, life happened and that wasn't what I experienced. Um, I would pray really, really, really hard about things and it wouldn't happen. And I had a hard time reconciling it with this verse. One thing um, that I can remember as a boy praying really, really, really hard for was my mom. Um, My mom has a disease called lupus, and she was diagnosed when I was about five or six years old. And um, I can remember, for for those of you that don't know about lupus, it's, it's a disease of the white blood cell, and it attacks, instead of attacking sickness, it attacks the joints, and so one of the symptoms is that you get almost like what's like arthritis. And I think I've told, told this crowd before that she used to play the piano at church and now she's not able to play anymore because it just, it just hurts her hands too much. And I can remember sitting as a boy in the pew at church and my head bowed and my eyes closed tight, praying as hard as I could that God would heal my mom just the way that he healed that boy. And then of course he didn't. And I didn't know what to make of it. And I ended up feeling guilty that maybe my faith wasn't big enough for there to be a miracle. So what do we do um, with this passage? You know, I was trying to be creative. And one thing I thought of is that maybe it's about the quality of the seed itself. Uh, Mustard, we make mustard from the mustard seed. And mustard's spicy. It's got a heat quality to it. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's intensity of faith. That if you have a spicy faith, then that's when God can move the mountain. You know, we all have folks that we know that have spicy faith. They post a verse on Facebook every day, hashtag blessed. And no matter what conversation you're in with them, they can turn it around to some biblical truth. They have intense faith. But I think about those folks and I feel like, gosh, that's not me. I Sometimes I feel doubt and, you know, sometimes I have a hard time staying positive Man, I don't, I don't think that's it. I mean, certainly God uses people with intense and spicy faith. I mean, James and John were called the sons of thunder in part because of the boldness, the intensity of the way they preached the gospel. And I think about Moses. Moses had a speech impediment and he had extreme doubt. But God, and he had doubts whether God could really use him and do big things through him. Gideon's my favorite. Gideon was so hesitant to follow God's plan and he made God prove to him in little small increments. And so I know that's not it, but what do we do with this thought about the mustard seed and the size? 
Another way we could size this up is through um, another passage in Matthew, and this is Jesus talking about mustard seeds again. But this time, Jesus is um, using the mustard seed to illustrate the kingdom of God. So this is 13, 31 through 32. Here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. This is the word of God for the people of God. So here we have an understanding about a mustard seed that has way less to do with size and more about the potential for growth over time. I have this random memory that I hadn't thought about in years of being in Chicago in my granddad's yard. And my dad and I were out, we were playing ball or something. And I remember looking at my granddad's driveway, going back to the garage, and it was raised up with this bump, enough that when you drove the car over it, you'd feel the car bump. And I asked my dad, what's going on? He said, you see the tree over there? The roots from that tree grew underneath the sidewalk and eventually cracked it. Well, the roots cracked the driveway, and that idea cracked my brain because I did not re- I couldn't figure out how a tree could break a stone. And I asked my dad to explain, and he goes, well, you see, Trent, the root from that tree over time, every day pushed lightly, ever, ever a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, until that concrete moved. And so this is what I wonder what Jesus was saying to the disciples about mustard seed that can grow into giant faith. And I look at this image and it gives me a lot of inspiration and courage. What if this is the image we could put on our coffee cup? The faith that grows over time gets big enough to sustain others, to heal them, to give them rest. I think about this when I think about my mom and You know, the lupus never went away, but she persisted in her faith in God over time. I think about Leah and the faith that she had over 10 days watching her parents in a really hard place to a 10-year-old or 9-year-old, 10 days of mom and dad being broken can feel like a giant mountain, and yet her faith persisted. So now we have this idea of a faith, a mustard seed, It has very little to do with the measurement of size, but everything to do with the measurement of time. We're going to break ground today on this new building. And I think it's a really, really cool thing that we're going to be picking up shovels and we're moving dirt. And in that dirt, we're going to be planting our dream for what this building can be. Because I'll tell you, building a gym, that may be a big rock, but that's not a mountain certainly difficult. But what the mountain is, is the dream that we have for it. And Greg, I love what you said last week about our stories and how our stories reach back past generations. We're planting in this ground, in this rocky soil, a dream for what this building can be. It's a place where we hope, we dream, we pray will be a place where stories begin, where lives are changed, where we're going to laugh together and run together and play together and pray together and worship together. And maybe this is a spoiler, there's gonna be challenges. 
there's already been some challenges. Y'all remember the, the story about the, the water storage? And that was an unexpected expense. We weren't thinking we were going to have to build this extra thing. But we had men and women in this church whose faith has persisted over time. And they saw that that water storage, that unexpected expense, was not a mountain that could be, couldn't be moved. But something that they could change the shape of. Persistence over time. Faith that grows and changes the shape of mountains. Let's pray together. God, we know you as a God that takes little things and makes them big. There are always mountains in our lives. There are folks in this room who are facing mountains right now. As a church, our mountain is a dream of what we want this building to be and the lives we want it to change. And there are folks in the room whose mountain is a heartache or a sickness, maybe a death, maybe a relationship in disrepair. God, help us to persist over time. Help us to stand in your light. Give us the nutrients we need to grow. And God, make those mountains move. Amen.